0: There, this is PowerPoint Tribe where our vibe is faith and our food is the Word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teaching of God's Word and the ministry of the Spirit. The Lord put His own Holy Ghost, touched my own thoughts, and then I got lit. I got lit by the Holy Ghost. Once I got born again, my candle was lit. But guess what? Our candles are lit and we still keep it under a bushel. How do we keep our candles under a bushel? By allowing our flesh and our bodies dominate the spirit. The Bible says no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel. So God is much wiser than a man. So he didn't light your spirit for it to still be dominated by your flesh. He didn't light your spirit for it to still be dominated by your flesh. A lot of people are lit candles but covered glories. Because their flesh has dominated their candles. Their candles are no longer seen. If you see a bushel covering a candle, can you see the candle? No. All you see is what? A lot of people on that lane, the Tony Graham lane, the Stony Graham and all those, they are guys who are lit, they are believers. But they are carrying about a lit candle in a covered bushel. Because their flesh has so dominated them, no man can see the candle anymore. How do you carry the candle that is lit and put it on a candle stand? How? It is by meditation. That's how you carry the candle of your spirit and place it on top of the bushel so that it can begin to dominate the flesh. It's by meditation. And the Bible explains it. He explains it. Go to Matthew chapter 5. You see, this exact same narration is in Matthew chapter 5. But we never connected to the parable of the Sower. We don't connect it to the parable of the Sower because it was not written in the same context. But by, by understanding what Mark and Luke did, you can understand and correct in retrogression what Matthew was trying to explain. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 14, 16, there are scriptures that we like to quote. We like to just talk to them. You know, we like to confess them and throw them out there. But we don't understand the context, the original context in which it was spoken. He says, listen, Matthew chapter 5 verse 15. Neither do men light candles and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. The exact same narration in Mark and, and Luke. But what is he saying here? Because Matthew chapter 5 is not the house for the parable of the sower. It was Matthew chapter 13 that Matthew narrated the parable of the sower, but this is the addendum to Matthew chapter 13, because we understand that from Mark and from Luke, and in Matthew two or three witnesses, the truth is established. So we believe that this is more contextual to the parable of the sower than to any context that Matthew chapter five was explaining here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16, so let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works. So you see, you, 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 you understand Matthew the 4 better when you connect it to Matthew chapter 5. So let your light shine for all men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Many of us will never bring glory to God without meditation. In fact, it is impossible to bring glory to God as a Christian without meditation. For people to see your light, you must meditate. You must carry the candle which is your spirit and put it over and above the bushel on top of the candle stand. And that thing will give light to everyone that comes in. That is how your light shines before all men. And they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your spirit is the candle of the Lord that searches the inward parts of the belly. Second Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 16. The Bible says that we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We are not talking about something somebody told us. We are not talking about something we read on Google. We saw it. We saw him transfigured before our faces. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Oh, Bible, Bible says that when God, when he received glory from God the Father, when he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice from the excellent glory this is my beloved son in whom i'm well pleased still referring to matthew 17 but you realize again here that moses and elijah don't feature because this is the more accurate rendition of matthew 17 what he was saying that he was just talking that in three tabernacles he didn't understand in understanding he wrote this he says when they came when when god gave him glory and honor there came a voice as of from heaven. As of a, uh, there came a voice from heaven and said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him." And he says, "We were with him in the holy mount, and we heard this voice from heaven." Now, a lot of us exhort such experiences over and above meditation. Yeah. Oh God, this will deliver you for life. This will deliver you for life. It will change your Christian experience forever. He says, "Guys." We were there on the holy mountain. We heard it. God spoke and we heard it. That this is my beloved son. In whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. He says, guys, we heard this thing from heaven. But even now, we have a much more sure word of prophecy. So every time we look at Matthew 17, and I wish I was Peter. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I wish I was Peter. I wish I was James and John. Who saw the glory? Who saw him transfigured? No! We have right now a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto we take it, we do well. Woo, I like this part. He says, we do well to take it as unto a light that shines under a bushel to start with. It starts by shining under a bushel. It starts by shining in a dark place it is lit but it's in a dark place it is lit but it's in a dark place but how does the day dawn how does the day star arise it is lit but it's in a dark place you do well to take heed and you pay attention to that light and you it to flames and you meditate on that word and you stay there until the day dawn and until the day star arrives until the day dawns and the day star arises in your hearts. Knowing this, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. <laughs> but the prophecy came in old time, not by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved. Speak as they were moved. Meditation is the classroom of the holy ghost. Whenever you meditate, you invite the Holy Ghost, the author of scriptures, Moses didn't author the Pentateuch, he didn't author it, David didn't author the Psalms, the Holy Ghost is the author. He moved them to speak. He moved them to speak. So when you meditate, the Holy Ghost comes into the same room with you. He comes into your corner and it begins to explain the truth behind the truth. Because no prophecy of scripture is of any private determination of truth. That's the meaning of interpretation there. No prophecy of scripture is of any private determination of truth. You cannot determine the truth of the things you are reading by yourself. You can't determine it by your experience. You can't determine it by any external factor. You determine it by going to the author. The author. That you don't go to Abraham to explain what happened in Genesis. You don't go to Joel to understand Joel. You go to the author. Who moved Joel? To understand the spirit of the word, you enter into the spirit of that word by getting advantage of from the Holy Ghost. Because the person that wrote it was moved of the Holy Ghost. So when you get a handle on the Holy Ghost, this scripture you wrote, what does it mean? Then you meditate. You meditate. You meditate, you mutter, you say it again. You say it again. You say it again. And as you're saying it, ah! Ah! and then the little light in the dark place, that tiny light, that candle that was lit, your spirit man that was subdued by the flesh, it just begins to grow stronger and work stronger until it begins to dominate your flesh. Because meditation carries that light in a dark place and places it on a candle stand. Once you do that, you, cannot even need, you don't need to tell your environment that uh, I'm now being fruitful. <laughs> Men will see it. Men will see your good works. You are still trying to convince people that you are blessed. You have not meditated yet. I'm blessed. I Can't you say I'm blessed? No, you have not meditated. Meditate on the blessing. Go and carry the author of that word, the blessing, and meditate on it until the day dawns and until the day's time self arises. In your hearts, arises in your heart so many of the scriptures we confess you they are not ready for confession yet they are first candidates for meditation before they become candidates for confession you meditate on it first until that dead go Paul understood this so he said go to 1st Timothy chapter 4 so he said it in such clear terms he leaked it Ah, you can't I didn't see this from anything from anywhere I didn't hear from anybody these were things the Holy Ghost showed me. I've been reading the Bible for several years. I've never seen what I'm sharing with you today. He showed them to me. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Go to verse 15. Praise the name of God. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Oh boy. Meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Give yourself holy. The emptier the word gets into you, the better. The emptier the word meets you, rather, the better. Give yourself wholly to it. Remove every thorn and thistle. Give yourself wholly to the word. Meditate on it. Give yourself wholly to it. Then your profiting will appear. You won't need to announce it. Your profiting will appear. Men will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven because you have meditated upon these things. You have given yourself wholly to the word. Your profiting is bound. Your profiting is duty bound to what appears to all men. It is to the degree that you meditate that will determine the fold of increase you receive. It is to the degree you meditate. It is to the degree you give yourself only to the word that it will now plow back into your life 30, 60, 100. Have you seen 30 kilowatts before? Have you seen 60 kilowatts? I've always seen 100 kilowatts. You know there's a difference. I want to assume that we're all on a good grounds. But there are degrees of productivity. There are degrees of fruitfulness. And the degree to which you want to be fruitful is the degree to which you will meditate. You will smuggle the word into your heart. And you stay there for 24 hours. For three days, I was on 2nd Peter chapter 1, 16 to 21. For three days, I was just, I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm just like, What? What? We have a more sure word of prophecy. You must value your interaction with this thing. Over and above spectacular experiences. That's what Peter was saying. You think I'm more privileged that I saw Jesus transfigured on the mount? No. You are more privileged. You have a more sure word of prophecy. You have a more sure word. You have a more sure word? Why do you why do you look at us, the twelve disciples, and you look at us with so much jealousy? I wish I walked on with Jesus on the No! We have a more sure word. We have a more sure word. With all the walking with Jesus, they denied him. With all the walking with Jesus, they betrayed him. With all the walking with Jesus, they backstabbed him. But we have a more shower. Sure word. We have a more sure word. Of prophecy and how do you do it you do well when you take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and until the day star arises in your hearts 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 God who commanded light to shine out of darkness I shine first, first in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. God, who commanded light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face. In the face of Jesus. Who is this Jesus Christ? We look unto this Jesus by looking into the Word. We don't look unto Jesus in a casual, sentimental fashion. You, you look into the Word. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how you let your light shine. Many of us quote Matthew 5, in the wrongest context ever. Oh, I want to be a light in the agricultural industry. Let your light so shine before all men, that they may see your good works. That is not the context. The context is in the parable of the sower. That if you want to get 30, 60, and 100, oh, no man lights a candle. You have your spirit inside of you, but you keep putting it under your bushel. Can you put it on a candle stand? Can you just put it on a candle stand? Can you just try? Put it on a candle stand, and watch and see if men will not see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Watch and see if your prophecy will not appear unto all men. Watch and see. So when you read Isaiah chapter 60, the next time. Yeah. 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 The next time you read Arise, Shine, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know what he's talking about. That's how the Holy Ghost navigates. He navigates. If I don't have the scriptures in my heart normally, the Holy Ghost couldn't show me all these things. You see why you need to just pour yourself into scripture and just read and just read and just read. So, Isaiah chapter 6 says, Arise, shine when does your light come when 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 your candle stand has been erected that is when your light comes it is not a word that is available and applicable in all situations it is only come the light only comes when your candle stand is not dominating when your spirit man is not the one in charge of your thoughts when your spirit man is not the one in charge of your thinking and faculties when your spirit man has now gained ascendancy when your spirit man is not the one given the authority to rule and govern your life by meditation. That is when you shine and kings will come to your light. Oh yes. Arise. Shine. Your light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen. Because He gives the light of the knowledge of the glory of Jesus. The light of, the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. This is how the glory is risen upon you the glory is risen you see how underutilized meditation has glory. been underutilized you don't use the holy ghost yes. because you don't meditate his usefulness to you is to the degree that you meditate if you don't meditate he cannot come and show you into all truth the day star cannot arise in your heart you cannot arise and shine because your light cannot come because your light is still hidden under a bushel you need to erect your candlestick. You need to erect your candlestick. Remember the seven spirits of the Lord. Where are they found? On the seven candlesticks. You erect your spirit man by meditation. By meditation. By meditation. So that was literature review. Let's now go to watch your books, which is what we're supposed to talk about today. So in the next five minutes, in the next five minutes or ten, can I ask for five extra minutes? Five minutes. My time is not yet up. My, my time will be up in four minutes' time. And then I'll ask for five minutes. So, watch your bots. What, what, what are we talking about when we say watch your bots. So when you meditate, and the word of God has gained ascendancy, and the spirit, your spirit is not the one in charge. Because those that don't meditate and don't act on the word are those that hear the word but don't receive it. So when you receive it, you meditate. You, you tie the word down. You stay on it until the word grows, all right, until the day star rises inside your heart. It must begin in your heart. Once it begins in your heart and it becomes a stronghold, you will act on it. Nobody will say act on the word, because that is how you act on it, by meditating. That's how you act. You don't try to, because that's the challenge. When I say act as if you are, you don't act as if you are. You know you are. You will act it eventually, because that's the challenge. A lot of people act like they are rich but they've not meditated into prosperity. So they are never rich. They only act like they are rich. Your actions, nonetheless, doesn't make you what you're acting like. But when you meditate and the thing gains a stronghold in your heart, you will act it. Joshua chapter one, and verse eight. This book of the law must not depart from your mouth you must meditate in it day and night you learn to observe to do according to all that's written therein he says then you make your way prosperous and then you have good success you notice how that god always qualifies this kind of 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 fruitfulness and success he says good fruits, good works good success god is particular about that he doesn't just say fruit he doesn't just say success he doesn't just say works he says good works good fruits good success because you see, good anything only comes from the Word. Good anything! Good anything only comes from the Word. God doesn't want you to just have success, He wants you to have good success. He doesn't just want you to bear fruit. He wants you to bear good fruit. He doesn't just want you to have good works, He wants you to have good works. He does not just want you to have works, He wants you to have good works. Good works. So when you begin to meditate, what, what already begins to happen? Because the Holy Ghost is the author of scriptures. He's the author of scriptures. And because you're, you see you were Adamic before you got born again. So your experiences, your personality type, your your upbringing and background, they, they have colored and saturated your mindset. They have they have begun to they've, they've begun to you see influence the way you think, the way you talk, the way you talk and the way you process things, right? So what happens that is that in the place of meditation, he now begins to align your thinking with God's thinking. It begins to align your thinking with God's thinking. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 11. Praise God. He says, So shall my word be that proceeds out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Let me read from my Bible. Isaiah chapter. 55. Is anybody excited about the word? Yes, sir. So you see, all the scriptures that you read out of context, yes. are, you tying it, are you tying it together now? Yes. You're you are bringing it from the far distance that you have thrown them. You're bringing, you bringing it near. You're bringing it near. Look at verse 8. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. Hmm saith the Lord for as the heavens are far above the earth so are my ways higher than your ways what is the way of the Lord what's the way who is the way okay good he's the way he's the truth he's life he's the way he's the thought pattern of God he's the logos of God he's the ideology of God you see so he's saying Christ is far above the way normal human beings are Christ is way above all of this. So look at this scripture in the context of John 14, 6. Jesus Christ is the way, is the truth, is the life. Is the way to the Father, is the truth about the Father, and is the life of the Father. Is the way to the Father. Is the truth about the Father. And is the life of the Father. So he says, as the heavens are far above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and snow from the heaven and returneth not either but watereth the earth and makes it board and bring fruit that it may give seed to the soul and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Listen to this. Because Jesus was sent to the earth died rose again and went back to the father It is the assurance that if we take God's word into our hearts and meditate on it, and it begins to bring forth fruit, it is the assurance we have that there is nothing we meditate on that will not eventually prosper. It is the assurance we have. It's the assurance we have. It's the assurance we have. Because you see, the word himself prospered. He was sent. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. And he came back with a result and testimony. He didn't come back and say, ah, the, this earth, uh, the flesh was too strong. Oh. See, Satan came and he just, he just mesmerized. I didn't see that coming. He was, he was too old, like Baragon. <laughs> he, he didn't give God excuses. He is the word. It goes forth out of his mouth. But it does not return to him void. It prospers. If you carry that word, put it in your heart, it will prosper. Yeah. People will see the light. People will see it. Now, there are some bugs in our thinking. There are some bugs. Those bugs are called bots. Right? We'll just scratch the surface today. Continue from that next to some There are some things in our lives that will not allow our thoughts to be aligned with God's thoughts. Because on the realm and the dispensation where God speaks from, it's massive what he's thinking. His thoughts towards you are of peace and out of evil. To bring you to an expected end. He has so many massive, massive, massive things that he has written on so Charles' on. He's written your name on it. And he has massive thoughts concerning Alex. Massive. But if your thoughts are not elevated to his thoughts, you can never achieve those things. You can never come into the reality of those things. You will always use bots. You will say, God is powerful, but... God can do it, oh, but... Mm. God can make, by this time tomorrow, for a valley of wheat to be social, sure a shekel, but... Uh, economic realities cannot permit it. But uh, the, the vice president will not, in effect, make a policy that will make it happen. You see, but watch your buts. Watch it. You see, your fears and your doubts and your insecurities follow your buts. And, and buts but are so subtle. You just say them. They reflect your fears. They reflect your insecurities. They reflect your doubts. The more you enter into the zone where God is thinking by meditation, the less bots you have. You will declutter easily. Mm. You 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 will fumigate those viruses from the OS of your faith. Because your faith OS cannot survive properly. When bots and bugs are there infesting it, your faith functions seamlessly on the same wavelength with God when your thoughts are aligned with his thoughts. So when he says, when he says, blessed are you, whole daughter, you are going to conceive a child, and the name of that child is Jesus Christ. He will save his people from sins. And you ask, how shall these things be? And he says, the Holy Ghost will overshadow you. The power from the Most High will come over you. And you will give birth to a child. And Mary says, I align. Be it unto me. According. If her thoughts didn't align with the word, Gabriel would have gone to another virgin. Mary could not give birth until she made that statement. That you see, let it be unto me. I have upgraded my thoughts to the same wavelength as God's she didn't say but after that explanation about the holy ghost there's no but again be it unto me he said oh but i will no 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 no, it doesn't make any sense it still doesn't make any sense after mary said be it unto me it still doesn't make it but she removed the but. she removed every form of hindrance that would disallow that word from coming to pass she removed it and said be it unto me according in the same way, that is the same way the word of God came. You see, in that same way, I receive it. I don't adjust it to fit my own experience. The way it comes, it will happen. I will give birth without having sex with the man. Okay, I receive it. The way God said it, I receive it like that. You cannot receive it like that until you meditate. And you bring your thoughts to the dimension that God speaks. Wants to receive it like that, every but is destroyed. Because to him that believes, nothing shall be impossible. Because God speaks in a space of endless possibilities. So when he's looking at Abraham, he's seen a father of many nations. And so the entire journey of faith of Abraham is to bring him to a point where he just receives it the way God said it. But for some people, it will take twenty-five years because they will keep saying, "But I don't have a son. Mm. But my body is dead. But my wife is over menopause. But 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 watch it." God says, "You're going to be the richest woman in Africa." Said, "But I don't. I only have O and uh, But I, I I didn't go to school. Uh, but, but, but I don't even have any capital. Start the business. But." <laughs> Who will I go and meet for for, for seat fund? But I don't don't know any lawyer friend. Your bots are destructive. Every time God says something, what you would have to fight is your bots. You are the mighty man of valor. Uh, But we have heard a lot of things that God has done in time past. Where are those things? We can't see those things manifest. You are the man for the job. You are the man for the job. Watch your bots. Watch them. And how you upgrade your thinking to the thinking of God is by meditation. It's by meditation. You watch it, you watch it. Because those bots will just stand as strongholds and hindrances. You won't enter into your rest. You won't enter into your you you won't. You won't. You just will not enter it. You won't enter it. And God says, go and spy the land I want to take you into to get you excited. But you spy it to get yourself depressed. God said, Go and spy. So you can be excited. You go and spy, and you come back depressed. And you infect three million Jews with your depression. Because you are so bogged down with your butts. The land is good though. There is milk and honey, but there are giants in the land. These giants eat up their own inhabitants. This land eats up its own inhabitants. We were like grasshoppers in their eyes. And so did they see us. Hey, we can never possess the land. But well, who were those that were able to possess the land? Those who have inundated themselves with the word. The same Joshua to whom God was writing Joshua 1.8. the man who had meditated in Scripture himself and his friend Caleb, they had meditated in Scripture. They knew that if God could part the Red Sea, they knew that if God could do those ten massive plagues in ten days, there is nothing God cannot do. What did they call those people? That those other guys called giants. They called them bread. bread. What do you do to bread? I like bread. Oh, I love bread. So when I see bread, I'm not seeing giants. I'm not seeing a candidate for trepidation and fear. I'm seeing something to be eaten. What 10 uninformed guys who do not meditate on God's word? Whose thoughts were far below the thoughts of God? What they? Saw as giants. Joshua and Caleb saw bread. Yeah. You see why they didn't see boats. They didn't see any boats. These are, these are bread. We, what did you eat? Bread? Let us go up at once. We will possess this land. And God is speaking to you in your hearts. There are many things God is speaking to you. Many things. But your bots have just relegated them to the background. These things cannot happen. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. This is not possible. You meditate into that possibility. You meditate into it. It doesn't just come. So when people don't believe God's word, it's not because they don't want to believe. They have not meditated. They can't walk. You can't walk up faith. You can't walk in and say, I believe, I believe. No, you meditate into that assurance. You meditate into that assurance. So when Abraham was saved, he became persuaded that what God has spoken, God was able to perform. It was a product of meditations. Product of meditations. That he considered his own... You see, he considered it not. (laughs) Because there was something else that was considered a higher reality. So when God looks at this church and says in six months, I want 500 people. I see 500 people. We don't say but... ah, But we are all working class people in LXL. How are we going to do it? No, we don't say that. We say be it unto us. According to your word. We say be it unto us. God says, by the end of this year, times 10 of what you ended last year with, you will receive. He say, ah, but it's only 35 days to the end of the year. Do you, do you think you inform God about something he did not know before he made a declaration to you? Do you think he, you, you inform him and get him up to speed? You update him on earthly realities. I said, by the way, sir, the economic reality of earth says at this time that the inflation rate will not permit that word to come. Who cares? God is speaking from a realm. Once you get into that realm, you speak from that realm too. And the way the environment works to assist God's word so that it does not return to him void, it will assist that word so that it will not return to you void. If Jesus had subjected his own thinking to Peter's explanation, he would have said, okay, let's come back tomorrow to fish on the right side. Mm-hmm. I, have not, I have not caught anything all night. He explained to Jesus. But Jesus said, I know now. You think I didn't know that before saying cast on the right side? I know, but cast on to the right side. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he sluggishly and grudgingly elevated his thoughts to agree with the thought of God. He says, you see, if I go by my physical realities and my experiences, I will not cast this thing. But I, thy word, I will go and I will cast it. And every fish responded to the words of Jesus. Once you upgrade your thinking to the thinking pattern of God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. So listen, it is not the promises of God that are not effective. It is not the word that is not working. It is your heart that has not been tilled, tilled, tilled to receive the whole counsel as truth and work it out. It is your heart. It is your heart. Rest this, morning. Rest this, morning. Rest this morning. Wow what a word For more messages connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at PowerPoint Tribe.